I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is the Let's Do the Right Thing podcast, curated and presented by Adam Hopkinson. Hello and welcome to the LDTRT podcast. A podcast helping you see where industry leaders and legends have started with a new direction and kind of done the right thing along the way. Today I'll be talking with Amy Williams and asking specifically about the journey to date and what have been the best and the worst things about it. There's a, a phrase in Silicon Valley called zebras, which is, it's like a unicorn, which is, a unicorn is a billion dollar company. A zebra is a billion dollar company that is both black and white, both commercial and positive. I really like that concept, right? Like, we should back more zebras and less unicorns. <laughs> I'm Adam Hopkinson, the host of this podcast, the founder of LDTRT, Let's Do the Right Thing. For those of you who don't know us, we're a specialist consultancy set to transform businesses by delivering best practice and excellence in the world of digital media. I also have a bit of a penchant for blockchain. I have a couple of thanks to give straight off the bat. It's been a delight working with Radio Works to get this project running, and it wouldn't have happened without them, so thank you very much. I have to thank James Carey for the music. Uh, my brief of making it sound like Cannibal Corpse was, well, kind of wisely ignored. And of course, to Amy, thank you very much for coming on today. Thank you for having me. So, Amy Williams, who is perhaps best known as the co-founder of Goodloop, an ethical online advertising business that creates charitable donations from attention paid to online advertising. Let's start with Goodloop. So you co-founded Goodloop as a way to connect people, brands and publishers in more meaningful and consequently more effective ways. Where did the sentiment for it come from? What was your eureka moment? So I was working at Ogilvy. I was working primarily on the Unilever account, so doing a lot of stuff around purpose. Uh, they have this whole sort of Unilever sustainable living plan where they bake sustainability and social values into their brands. And it was just around the time when they launched that study that showed that their sustainable brands grew 50% faster than their non-sustainable brands. And that, to me, was a point of... of a real inflection because I think as soon as, I, as you start to realise that you have the opportunity to make purpose profitable, as soon as you can partner doing good with making money, you make that social impact infinitely more scalable. Uh, we were working on fabric conditioner, so we were working on the comfort um, snuggle brand and um, there was a big initiative around one rinse products and saving water and we did some kind of back of the fag packet maths and we realised that we'd save more water in this one campaign than I could ever use in like 10 lifetimes <laughs> and it was just one less rinse it wasn't even like it were making a huge big um, for the company it wasn't a huge big change but for the world it was because of the scale of the business so I just really wanted to 
I wanted to focus on purpose because I think marketers have this very unique opportunity to bring purpose and profit together. Um, it's a brilliant way to build brands and to build consumer love. So that was really the point where I decided to leave Ogilvy and start doing my own thing. What, what are the brands, that ones which you can talk about, of course, that are embracing your approach and being the best, giving you the most or being the supporting-ist? <laughs> the most supporting-ist would be, well, we've got loads of different brands that have come on board, which is um, one of the things I'm really proud of, actually, we've worked with... So Unilever, one of our first big champions, um, the Foundry have been amazing. They they saw me pitch at a startup event back in 2017 and they immediately saw the relevance and they immediately saw the, the opportunity and helped me get our first few deals off the ground. And having Unilever as a first customer, it gives you such good PR and press and that sort of credibility in the industry. So then we quite quickly started working with Nestle, who again have been awesome. We've done some really great stuff with their Kit Kat brand, supporting sustainable cocoa farming. Um, and now we've worked with NBC Universal, Bose, um, Tom's, which is obviously a really lovely ethical brand to align with, Method as well, who have really awesome kind of sustainability credentials. So a whole range of different brands from FMCG to travel to entertainment. And um, every time we work with a different brand, we always make sure that the causes we feature or the charities that we support through our ethical advertising platform, they're relevant to the brand and they're reinforcing the brand's values. So everybody wins. Wow, everybody wins. The holy grail that everybody's after. But when did you realise that you were really onto something by putting ethical media front and centre? It was when we started seeing results. There was this hot, this this quite nerve wracking period where I was just a random girl with a with a PowerPoint presentation, and and I and that before you have any case studies, before you have any actual results it's all just theory and it's theory that's backed up with you know Unilever show their sustainable brands grow faster and ubiquity show that consumers drive purchase decisions you know there's lots of there's lots of stats but until you actually run a campaign and actually see does an ethical incentive get people to engage more get higher brand recall better brand uplift better purchase intent all those sorts of metrics that marketers really care about you've just got an idea so for me it was that moment when we ran our first brand uplift study which was with KitKat and we actually found that we were increasing brand uplift by 13% and purchase intent by 20% and that was like the moment of oh my god people actually care more about brands when they run through our platform it's not just a nice warm fuzzy feeling inside it's actually delivering business metrics hey it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget check out Quince they've got all the good stuff shirts and polos activewear and fine leather goods all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands and the best part they're all about safe ethical and responsible manufacturing get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag hit up quince.com slash Upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah. Yeah. 
at Plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Can it, can it be applied to everybody, though? I mean, if, will it become the standard for brand advertising that it has to put ethical credentials front and centre? Um, I think that it will always have a place. I was at a panel yesterday and um, the head of sustainability for Ben & Jerry's was asked a question um, from the interviewer. Do all brands need a purpose? I loved her answer, which was that all brands have an impact in the world. So you just have to decide if you want that impact to be positive or negative. It's almost the wrong question to go, should all brands have a purpose? Because that, that that's sort of missing the point. OK, but if, if all brands have their, their purpose front and centre, then does it actually take away the potency of having a purpose behind you? Hmm, I think... Because it's, it's a differentiator for people to choose by at the moment, right? Mm-hmm. So you, you'll, do, you'll, you'll go for the one that's delivering... Um, a positive message or a positive experience, something into the world over the one that's not. But when everybody is, where, where do we start making that choice? The goal of my company is to create a new normal, right? Like we want advertising to be a positive force in the world. The whole principle behind what we started was your time, attention and data has value online. Let's use that value to fund good causes. So if we can get to a point where Brands are expected to use their ad money in positive ways. Brands are expected to support um, causes that are important. They're expected to have a positive impact on society. Then I think you could stop talking about method as an ethical cleaning product and you start talking about all the other ones as non-ethical and method as the normal. And that's surely the goal, yeah. I, I guess. Yeah. And you're helping everybody make that decision and do that on their journey. Well, it's a really nice, um, and a really nice example of that sort of conscious consumerism trend that's growing and, and, and that hopefully, as you say, will one day become normal. There's an app called Good On You. And uh, it's basically an app where consumers can decide. Um, so it's like a shopping app for fashion retailers. So you go on looking for a dress for a wedding at the weekend and you yeah, can see all the dresses. Yeah. yeah. Next time you need one, go yeah. to this app. So you'll see all the dresses from H&M and Topshop and whatever, but they'll also be ranked by their impact on people, planet and animals. So really? you can make your purchase decisions literally driven by ethical um, credentials. Such an easy way to put conscious consumerism into action. That's and amazing. It's really popular. It's really growing. So I can I can see that developing into, um, you know, you've got the barcodes on the flip of uh, your, your product with and maybe the high fat sugar salt kind mm. of scores on them. And then yeah, yeah. Can you see that appearing? Can oh, you I actually love that. See? I wonder though, as, as part of... Um, as part of the the ethical buy to, to actually connect between the message and the the consumer, you generally need an advertising agency or a buying point in there. And there's a lot of uh, doubt being cast over the value that agencies are offering their clients at the minute and how they're remunerated. Do you, do you think that there may be a differentiator coming by the actual focal point in here, the media agencies differentiating themselves from each other by the value that they create for the world rather than for the immediate business? It's something that hasn't really... I haven't seen anyone doing that yet. No, neither have I. And that's no. a, so I think it's definitely it's definitely something that's that's really driven my business. It's something that industry-wide I get the sense that there's a lot of very smart, creative, passionate people working in advertising who are a little bit jaded, a little bit disenfranchised with what 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 impact we're having. And so I think that human truth is really where the success of Good Loop is is being driven from. So any other company that wants to differentiate based on having a more positive outcome in the world, 
there's space for that today where there wasn't perhaps five, ten years ago. And actually, as you say, the, the, the reputation of, indus- of, of, of agencies has really taken a hit. And we work really closely with agencies and I can see a lot of them being very reflective and trying to, to change. So you know, the whole industry is shifting, but if someone really put their head above the parapet and became the ethical media agency, I think that would be really exciting. Okay. Let's see if it happens. <laughs> um, maybe a bit of an odd question, but you seem to be on all of the time. How, how is your uh, how is your team growing to support your mission? Um, it's growing really fast, actually, and it's funny. I went away on holiday for the first time, like like a proper holiday, like a kind of two three week holiday, for the first time since I started the business uh, in January of this year, and it was it was a, it was a weird feeling being away for that long and coming back and seeing that nothing had broken <laughs> not that I don't trust my team like I have an amazing team around me I've just never had the business has never been big enough that it wasn't always just reliant on me it wasn't me kind of beating the pavement going around showing people my powerpoint slides it's become bigger than just me it's become its own living breathing thing and that was a really powerful moment for for me as a founder how did you find it? Did you did you manage to shut down, shut off? Oh yeah, yeah. Two tequilas and you're fine. <laughs> Every day. <laughs> first, first thing in the morning, breakfast tequila. That, 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 that'll get it sorted. So it was what was it Mexico then? It or? was Mexico. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think I may have seen the Instagram feed. <laughs> where, where do you where do you see things going next? I mean, can you say, we joked a little bit about a. Uh, yeah, potentially there being some kind of score next to barcodes on projects, products. But can you see that Good Loop becomes a, a badge, kind of like a British standard kite mark for ethical practice? I would love that to be the case. My ambition for Good Loop is to build a platform that connects brands, people and causes globally. So uh, be that through the value of your data, the value of your attention, the value of your time. You know, There's many different ways we engage with advertisers online and all of that is valuable to someone. And all of that value is just filling Google and Facebook's pockets right now, which seems like a waste. They don't need it. So... Um, I, I, yeah, my vision for the company is to build something that people internationally recognise as a, a stamp of, of um, trustworthiness, a stamp of, of, of meaningfulness on on, a, on an advertising uh, on a piece of advertising. Um, so yeah, that's absolutely absolutely the goal. Are there good loop awards coming? Oh, maybe. Mm. Another good idea. Watch this face. Excellent. Loving this. <laughs> um, I feel that you were ahead of the game. I, ethical behaviour is increasingly uh, coming onto people's agendas, but and it does seem quite ridiculous that it's taken so long to get here. Can you see other people doing it, um, behaving the right way as best as they possibly can in, in an industry that may not? And if you are seeing it, who are they? Who 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 else is on your journey with you? Are there are other media owners, brands in particular. There are. Little pockets of it happening, for sure. There are other platforms that pair brands and good causes in different ways. A really nice example is an app called Amaze, based out of the US. And they essentially auction off experiences and all of the... You you buy tickets and all of the money from the auction will go to the charity of of the donor's choice. So whoever gave the experience. I think they did a big thing with Game of Thrones. You could meet the cast. Yeah, and they do rock bands come along. Right, yeah. Yeah, and they've raised millions i love finding out about new ideas for how to engage people with charitable courses the the whole sort of give 10 pounds a month direct debit it's boring and it's irrelevant mm-hmm. in today's world and it's actually a lot of the charities i speak to with goodly is declining 
And so we have to find new ways to make charitable giving interesting and relevant. So I think that that's something that's really that's starting to happen. You can see lots of startups thinking about that. Um, another really lovely one is based out of Sheffield. They're called Sustainably. They do um, they have a platform where you can basically connect people with local uh, charitable initiatives like beach cleanups and stuff like that. So it's a, again a really sort of simple technology enabled way to give. If 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 it's declining, then that people are giving their ten pounds a month on on direct debits to to whoever it may be. Do, do you give the the consumers of your advertising a sort of an insight into how much money that they are raising by giving you their attention? When you watch one of our adverts, you have to give the advertiser fifteen seconds of your time, and then you will unlock a free donation funded by the the advertiser and you will give it to a charity you'll see a short list and you can pick one so after you've picked your charity you can then um, click find out more and we'll have a page which in real time will show you how much has been raised so that's a number that's literally ticking up like second by second because people are watching these ads all over the internet and um, you can see what percentage of that total budget has been given to the three charities we added that feature because we found that especially in charitable giving and especially in purpose Authenticity and transparency are the most important things. Mm. If it feels disingenuous or it feels like perhaps you're doing it but you're just sort of half-hearted, you're not really investing in it fully, then it actually has a negative effect rather than the positive effect you were hoping for. I, I see that completely. And I, I also see the, the fact that you, you may be able to game it and get people competing on how much attention that they're giving to something that they need to consume anyway to consume the media that they want to. Mm. If you can actually demonstrate that, oh, no, I've, look how much money I've raised from doing this. That's got to work. Well, it worked for me anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, definitely. We do find when someone sees that ad twice, they're 10 times more likely to engage. So people are looking out for it and, you know, happy to see it when they do, which Great. is nice. You went out alone? And you set up a business which is quite seriously keeping you out of trouble. You can see how great it's going and that you are everywhere. Very selfishly, I'd, I'd like to hear, and you know, maybe listeners too, uh, what key piece of insight would you give to maybe somebody thinking about going off on their own and starting up? I'd, um, I'd say learn to use rejection in a positive way. I know that's quite a negative thing to no, think no, about. No, not at all. But I have been rejected so many times, can't tell you. And it really hits me hard. But when it happens that often, it's quite exhausting to get hit that hard. And actually, a lot of rejection is an opportunity to learn. And a lot of rejection is, you know, one step closer to the yes. So when you're trying to raise investment or when you're trying to make a first sale or you're trying to find a co-founder, all of those things, I was rejected many times before I found my success. And... um I think as I've gone through this process, I've learnt to use rejection as fuel rather than as a barrier. Wow, okay. Um, I've got a little bit of a quickfire thing to do and then we'll, we'll jump back in and maybe do some more. What's the best piece of advice you've had? Listen more, speak less. What's the worst? It's funny, I think being... I'm quite a young founder and I'm also female and I don't know if it's that or if it's everybody, but I do find I get a hell of a lot of advice and it's often very well-meaning um, but it, it, it tends to be fairly misinformed. Um, and I think learning to, l- learning to listen to the advice but also consider where the advice is coming from is really important. Um, so, yeah, I've had loads of bad advice, but I, I think it's unfair to call it bad advice because it, it, always, it always comes from a, a genuine place. Genuinely bad advice I got was that I should buy flares once. Really? That was a bad idea. Oh, my gosh. 
What, like the things that you throw off the back of boats when you're in trouble? <laughs> I wish. No, I just looked ridiculously like I was from the 70s. <laughs> oh, those flares. Those kind of flares. <laughs> okay, has, has doing the right thing and delivering value into charitable causes, has that always been something that's true to you? Not you, at all. I'm an no. awful person. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think I probably started this company to kind of counter all of the bad things I do in my life. I don't recycle as much as I should. I don't. I do give to causes I care about, but not as much as I could. I think. I think none of us are perfect, but um, I definitely. I love the idea of social entrepreneurship. I, I'm really fascinated by the concept of business models that bake purpose and social good into their profit model. Um, there's a lot of. There's a lot of businesses that, you know, once they make a profit, they'll give 1% to charity. Yeah. But that seems like a token rather than it, actually being exactly. DNA. I mean, it can, it can be very impactful. You know, 1% of a big profit is a lot of money to charity. But it's a tick box, right? But rather than actually really vesting into doing the right thing. Exactly. And the thing I love about my business and, if, and, and, and several other social enterprises is that we only make money when we do good, right? Like our USP is that we give part of the media spend to relevant charitable causes if we didn't give that donation or if we gave less of it we would undermine our own selling point our own point of differentiation so i'm really fascinated by the idea of baking social good into your business model in a way that actually sustains the business rather than is as you say a tokenistic gesture at the end why wouldn't all charities running digital advertising want to be talking to you right now well we do work with a lot of the main global charities already and actually the thing that they quite like is that it's a really nice way for them to engage their corporate partners. So most big charities will have relationships with the big advertisers who are already running ads. Yep. And so they could just run ads through Good Loop instead and generate donations whilst getting better engagement. Little plug. There you go. Got it. Do you want to say, that? <laughs> say it one more time? <laughs> okay, so there's got to be areas where the business and the industry doesn't have a conscious at all. Are you seeing that? We've definitely found that in some luxury sectors, Good Loop isn't relevant because actually in sort of luxury fashion, for example, there's a lot of animal rights issues, um, there's a lot of sustainability issues. A lot of the more premium, very, very top line uh, actually don't have the same sustainability credentials as some of the more everyday products, which is really interesting, something I only really learned once starting this business. And then at the other end of the spectrum, you have the brands that are, you know, actively doing damage in various ways. I think the really tangible example of that would be the Stop Funding Hate or Sleeping Giants initiatives where brands are running ads against hateful headlines and literally paying the journalists to write that immigrants are cockroaches and these really, really hateful things. The UN has actually, thanks to Stop Funding Hate, the UN has now actually said that um, publications using those sorts of headlines are spreading hate speech. So it's now officially in the definition of hate speech. So it's a really important responsibility to, for brands to not only think about their purpose and their positive impact, but they are they too are consumers and are they consuming media consciously? Are you, are you concentrating then on the, the media outlets that your messages may be appearing on as well? Have you got a blacklist of people that you won't work with? Yeah, absolutely. Good. What what is the industry doing to embrace social change? Um, do, do tax breaks apply? Are there grants available? Indeed, is it maybe even investment friendly being socially or ethically centred? It's definitely becoming an easier environment to build an ethical company. There is a bias that we have to overcome that because we have a purpose-driven business model that makes us 
cute and friendly and a nice lifestyle business and you know very warm and fuzzy inside but not hardcore profit not a scalable you know huge big ambitious business and I think we have to change that perception so investment investors have a big role to play here investors decide what are the Twitters and Facebooks and Ubers of tomorrow and if they decide to back more social socially conscious businesses there's a, a phrase in silicon valley called zebras which is it's like a unicorn which is a unicorn is a billion dollar company a zebra is a billion dollar company that is both black and white both commercial and positive and i really like that concept right like we should back more zebras and less unicorns Amy Williams, thank you very much for coming along. It's been a pleasure having you today. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. You can come back anytime. <laughs> to hear more, subscribe to the show, and why not leave us a nice review while you're there, as it helps others find us. Let's Do the Right Thing was devised and presented by Adam Hopkinson and was a Maple Street Creative production. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.